Hey, this is Bob Huggins. Join me at the 2024 Bob Huggins Fish Fry, a gathering to fight against cancer. Your support benefits Vandalia Health, Remember the Miners, and the Norma May Huggins Endowment. This year, we're honored to welcome the hit king, Pete Rose, as our special guest. Join us on April 6th, and together, we can make a difference. For tickets and information, visit BobHugginsFishFry.org. And we're back on Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins uh, back with Coach. After a couple weeks, we last saw him at draft. Uh, Coach, how are you today? A beautiful Air Hugs logo on your shirt. That's creative. (laughs) I'm doing great. I'm doing great, except for the, you know, we got a sign out in front of my house out there. Could have been a better looking guy. Some political candidate left a big sign in his front yard. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, hey, you know, I thought he looked pretty sharp. As we're here with Coach, I want to touch on a couple of topics. The first one is the only thing consuming talk radio over the last day or two. And we'll bring in Derek, get his take on it later. He's got a unique spin uh, on the whole court storming situation with Kyle Filipowski uh, after Duke lost to Wake Forest. Everybody converges. They swarm him. And he bumps his leg with a fan, might be injured. They're saying sprained ankle. Uh, what was your take on that situation? And just how close should fans be? Should they be able to storm the floor? I don't know how you stop them. I mean, that's that's been, uh, over the years, it's grown more and more and more and more. Um, get out of the way. You know, <laughs> get off the floor. It, when when they start running down there, you don't have to run out in the middle of the floor, but they, but guys do. I mean, it's it's uh, they run out there and they jump up and down with the fans and and whatever you know. It's uh, and if you don't want to be a part of that, don't be a part of it. it. Were there ever conversations at the Coliseum if you're playing a big time team? I mean, probably more amongst the event staff. But were there precautions as far as? keeping the Mountaineer Maniacs in check for just a little bit to, to let the opposition get out of there? Mm, I don't think so. Um, I'm trying to remember. You're not going to be able to really – the issue is it's hard to tell the, the little lady that's or the retirees in the Yellow Jackets. Most of them are older retirees just making a few extra bucks to stand in the center there and keep the kids off the court, you know? So what if you're one of those people and you snatch one of the kids and you rip his clothes Mm -hmm. or you throw your arm out there and he runs into it and he breaks his nose or gets poked in the eye or whatever. I mean, they're not getting paid enough money to, to police that. No, no. When, when it comes to crowd control and, what I'm sure you're within earshot of a lot. I've never seen you lose your cool with fans or even, um, but I'm sure people have probably said, what's, what are some of the wilder things people have said or done or what well, your playing days or coaching days? Oh, they've said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> they've said a lot of things, my playing days and my, yeah. and my coaching days. You just tune it out. Mm-hmm. You know, you, well, what are you going to do? You know, you, Go back there and and snatch somebody, and then all of a sudden you're you end up in court. I mean, it's not worth it. Yeah. It's just it's it's not worth it. And I guess 
you know, unfortunately, I think people think they, they buy a ticket that, that uh, gives them the right to say whatever they want to say to whomever they want to say it to. And that's not right either. So, I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's a, a lot of things that people can sit and say that's wrong until they've actually experienced it and, and until they've actually been there and, and, uh, you know, I mean, what are we what are we going to do? Are we going to are we going to bring the national guard in for every game? And who knows when it's going to happen? Mm-hmm. Who knows when it's going to happen? I mean, if it if it's a if it's a big upset, uh, there's going to be a lot of that jubilation, I guess, uh, going on. But who knows if it's going to be an upset or not? Right. I mean, so so now here you are in athletic department. Are you going to pay for a militia? To stand there, I mean, you, you saw it on TV. It's going to take a militia to stop that many people from running onto the floor. The SEC is trying to implement a fine. It's a hundred thousand dollars if the fans storm the floor. But, but one of the schools, I think, actually had their associate president down there celebrating. Also, hundred thousand dollars. That, that's dropping the bucket for some of these places. Uh, for some of them, yeah. Right. Uh, not for all of them, obviously, but for some of them, yeah, you're right. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know about a president being down there or <laughs> vice president. What about if an opposing fan collided with Deshaun Butler, Eric Stevenson, whoever? Uh, how would you handle that? Would you Would you get in there? <laughs> no, I'd help. I'd help pick him up off the floor, probably. <laughs> yeah, it, it's just a it's. Man, it's personally, I, I would prefer that the kids stay off the court. I know they want to celebrate, but there's just too many opportunities for so many bad things to go wrong. And if it happens in everything, it happens in football. Yeah, I'm sure it happens in soccer. It happens in baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just don't know how you. I don't think you can stop it. Is the thing. Yeah, it's you not. Know? Yeah, I mean, my point is, it's it's not just a basketball thing. It's an athletic thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, an athletic team thing. You know, it's when when one team beats the other team, the winning team uh, feels like they have the right to go out there and celebrate with their team. Here with Bob Huggins on full court press coach, Lefty Drizel, one of the all-time greats, uh, passed away at the age of 92 last week, I believe. Uh, he won 100 games at four different programs. Uh, did you have a relationship with him and, and just your thoughts on, on a remarkable life and career? Well, first of all, I'd take that. Yeah, any day of the week. Yeah. I, well, how many? 93. What? Three? Yeah. He was 90, 92 or 93. Wow. I'd take that. Yeah. The lefty recruited me uh, as a as a high school high school senior. Uh, lefty came to uh, our trailer and uh, met with my mom, my dad, and uh, and myself. And uh, they, the, he he was into this deal. Remember, they were the UCLA of the East. Mm-hmm. They had stickers everywhere. I mean, it was all stickers, and it had the, all the Maryland insignia. And it said UCLA of the East, and and they had a great team and Jab Tremble and Tom McMillan and you know Lynn Bias, I mean so forth so on. Uh, Billy Hahn, yeah. My, I, I tell you an interesting thing when I, so I wanted to visit, I wanted to visit because I wanted to see how good those guys were. I wanted to go to practice, watch what they did in practice, and 
and uh, and and then watch them scrimmage. And uh, they said, "Okay, here's your host for the weekend." My host was none other than Billy Hahn. <laughs> so it, I started something special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so uh, Billy and I, Billy and I became friends, and uh, I've known you know I knew Billy uh, for a long time before I brought him here to West Virginia. Here with you here. Uh, woke up this morning to a headline that one of my friends sent me. It, it kind of irritated me. It was an article, a uh, commentary written by Hoppy Kerchival in West Virginia Metro News, a popular talk show host here in the state. And it was entitled, Huggins has zero chance of returning as WVU's head coach. Uh, cites that he talked to one member of a 17-member board. So he at least admitted that. Uh, to me, that's a little bit of an abrupt title. I don't think you can really definitively say that right now. Uh, but then he goes on to kind of dwell on some of the things that happened in the past, uh, said that you threatened to sue the university, uh, rehashed the incident in June, and even said that uh, you hadn't taken responsibility yet. And, and we clarified the, the whole supposed lawsuit situation. You did take responsibility on this show. I heard you. Uh, so just how do you respond? Uh, I wish that people could read. Yeah. Because that's not what it said. It's not even close to what it said. Uh, and we've talked about this uh, numerous times. Mm -hmm. uh, didn't happen. I never, ever said anything like that. Never, ever meant anything like that. Never. There was. And for people to continue to bring up a falsehood. Uh, they wouldn't want it done to them. Yeah. yeah to clarify, talking about the, I mean, the claim if, that you what, tried to throw. What if I went on the air and said something about a talk show guy that wasn't remotely true? Lose his mind. Mm -hmm. Lose his mind. I've tried to, to kind of keep everything, you know, uh, inside of me and, and not really tell uh, some of the people what I what I think of of some of the comments and some of the things that they've said that absolutely unequivocally were not true. You love West Virginia. And I've read it to you guys and I've let you guys read it. So you know that it didn't say that. Yeah. We were very versed on a lot of the things leading up to the very first show. And, and for the listeners, we, we wanted to have coach on this season to talk basketball, but we obviously had to talk about the situation. Get that out of the way, and let's talk basketball, and well, let's tell stories. The first show, the first show, I had the papers, if you remember. Yeah, we had them. And, 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 and let you all read them. I mean, I got, I got nothing to hide because that's not remotely anything that I said. And, and in fact, uh, if, I, if I remember correctly, I think I told uh, – my attorney, I don't know. We're not doing that. No, we're not. We're not suing anybody. I think the part, particularly not my university. They didn't even write the story about me, but I think the part that kind of bothers me the most out of it is the fact that they say that you've not taken any type of responsibility. That's and I think that's, that's, that's not true. That's not true. I've done nothing but take responsibility. And, 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 and let's be honest, man, I got people shooting at me. I mean, I got people who really shouldn't be talking about anybody and they're, and they're, they're 
they're throwing a lot of daggers at me, and I haven't responded. Mm-hmm. Have not responded whatsoever. But you know, hey, I listen. I I was in Cincinnati for all those years, and that's what they do in Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati, they will. I mean, if you spit on the sidewalk, they're probably going to kill you for you know two or three days for spitting on the sidewalk. I mean, it's uh, Cincinnati is 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 a rough town when it comes to. Uh, uh, the media there, and, and they're 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 tough on you. Uh, for the most part, most of them are really good people. But like in any other walk of life, you have the people who are not, and and the people who are not are the people who make other people look bad, mm-hmm. or or create a feeling that those people are people who say things that aren't true. And I've really haven't haven't paid attention since I got here to West Virginia and, and Morgantown in particular because, you know, why would I? I mean, I I was in Cincinnati. You you can't you can't get bombarded a whole lot more than you do in Cincinnati. <laughs> and 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 a lot most of it is is in fun. I mean, mm-hmm. really, you know. So uh, I haven't really paid all that much attention to it. And you know, when it's when it's uh, brought to your attention that people say things that are absolutely false um they, they they really ought to maybe stop and think before they open their mouth so so we can put it to bed you are not you have never threatened to sue the university correct or incorrect you read it so that's a yes <laughs> i mean and also know. too um you've taken responsibility for what's happened and you've apologized. We're not going to make you apologize again. It's it, it's just a. Re- that, that's what bothers me about it. This happened like over six months ago. Yeah. So well, for those people that can't read or hear very well, he's not suing the university. Well, it's. I mean, it goes further than that. I mean, when you're told you're not allowed to go in the building, yeah, that you raised all the money to build. Um, and I was I was at a birthday party uh, two of my my friends I was sitting there and um, somebody I I don't think I probably ought to name but a, a very distinguished guy in our state came over put his arm around me and said did they tell you you're not allowed in the building I said yes sir and he said uh, that's absolutely not true that's absolutely false you can go in any building you want to go in on campus because they're they're state buildings mm-hmm. so they can't legally keep anybody from walking in and looking around much less the guy to build it exactly <laughs> and that's the the worst part about it he he closes it out with one day you may be welcomed to the Coliseum for a formal recognition. Like, get out of here. You built the whole facility. You should be able to sit right at center court whenever you want. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know about all that, but I mean, you know, I, I, I guess some days are slower news days, and so you have to make things up. <laughs> that must be. I guess the, the session wasn't enough action down there in Charleston. As we're here on Full Court Press featuring Bob Huggins, uh, going to turn it back to the national basketball conversation a little bit. 
uh, as we close out. Um, you're starting to separate yourself. Last four games coming up for the Mountaineers, most people at that same point in their schedule going towards the conference tournament. As a coach, what do you want to see from your team right now? Are, are there any tweaks that you want to make? Or at this point, is it if we don't got it by now, we're not going to get it? No, I think you throw in a, a, a couple of different wrinkles. Mm-hmm. And we, we, we always did that. I mean, we... You know, we were primarily, I think, uh, for the most part, a man-to-man team. Um, but then we would throw in some one-three-one. Uh, we would throw in some two-three. We throw in uh, some three-quarter court press, or we throw in the old uh, put John Holden over the ball and <laughs> no. and, and let's go get him. Yeah. You know, so I, I I think what we tried to do was keep people off balance. And that's that's harder than what one might think because you're gonna play the first game of the tournament, you win that, then you're gonna play a better team probably in the second game. And they're they've been sitting there watching you, you know, the whole first game. So you don't you don't wanna throw everything out there. You don't wanna you know, you don't wanna throw the whole suitcase out there at them. You wanna you wanna keep some of that uh kind of fresh in the suitcase, you know. So uh yeah i mean that but that's what we did leading up to it i mean we've we've already been through basically a whole season why why would we continue to do what we've done over and over and over and over and over again but i mean that's what it is i mean it's it's a our our game is is so much about repetition uh if if you don't stress repetition you're not a very good team and you're certainly not a very good basketball coach. So what what I tried to do was add some things and not not spend as much time on those kind of things as we did on a different way to do what we were doing. If that makes mm-hmm. sense. Yeah. This is an interesting time of the season. I think the contenders and the pretenders have kind of separated themselves. I don't know how much you get to watch every weekend, but uh, there's there's a team in this league that is very impressive, and that's that's uh, Houston. I think they've got a really sh- good shot at winning this thing. I I I would agree. I would agree, and I I I hope that uh, what happened to us will never happen to Kelvin and his crew. We were the best team in the country and it wasn't even there there was no no one said we weren't we were the best team in the country with the best player in the country by a landslide and he set a down screen and a guy came, rolled into him and broke his leg and uh, I came here we go to the final four Deshaun Butler has just had a uh, maybe as good a Big East tournament as anybody in the history of the Big East tournament and just playing like crazy. And so we go to – we, we go win in the Elite Eight, go to the Final Four. We're all excited. And Deshaun, Deshaun goes down again. Guy, again, rolls into you and tears his knee up. Uh and you lose your best player, the guy that everybody looks to. And it was like, oh, my God, how can this happen again? Mm-hmm. You know, how can it be your best player? You know, uh, and really the best player, I thought the best player in the tournament. 
I mean, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think there was anybody even close. I mean, he made, he made hard shots. He made long shots. He made close shots. He could handle the ball. He could pass the ball. He could do uh, a multitude of things offensively and got better and better and better defensively. And, I mean, you think about it, the best team in the country at the time was Kentucky. We beat them in the Elite Eight, and Deshaun just wore him out. I mean, just absolutely wore him out. He was terrific. And we're th- we got a shot. We got a shot. Just like with Kenyon Martin, we had a shot to right. win the whole thing. In fact, I think everybody picked us as the team who could win the Final Four. And in both instances, guys uh, were hurt. And so, when when Deshaun goes down, um, what does that do, do to the bench? And even with Kenyon, like especially well mid game, that's a little tougher because you guys finished the game and even continued your season without Kenyon. You're in Indianapolis with eight minutes to go, down what? Five, six, it's close. It was close. And then what does that do to the bench? Everybody's head drops. Everybody's. You know, and you're, you know, as a as a coach and a coaching staff, you're you're trying to get them, you know, back again. And it's it's hard. I mean, it's hard. It's it, it's just it's it's really Hard when not just your best player, but you know everybody loves loved Deshaun. Mm-hmm. Everybody on the team loved Deshaun. He was everybody's friend, and as as he continues to do today, 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 um, and it's just you feel not 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 just for your team or you, you know can we still win the game? None of that ever crosses your mind. You're it's all about. Why, 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 well, why, why Deshaun? You know, why our best player? Why our teammate? You know, it's it's this it's a, a kind of a, a a culmination of everything. You know, this is the guy. This is the guy I came to school with. This is this is this is why I came to West Virginia to be able to play with this guy. I mean, there's just so many things that go through guys' uh, heads while, you know, all of this is going on. And it's just a it's, – it's a really, really hard thing, you know, and it's a hard, hard thing for certainly the guy that it happened to, but it's a hard thing for the other guys as well. If I remember correctly, that seemed – that scene was really tough just due to the fact that, one, he's on the court and he's in pain. It's not like he limps off and goes into the back with with Randy. He's he's down, and they're going to commercial, and they're coming back. They're going to commercial. And, of course, that emotional scene where you've seen the picture a million times where you're, you're trying to console him. I mean, I can see where that would be a tough um, bounce back in the last quarter of the game or eight minutes, ten minutes of the game. Without a doubt, but I, you know, both of those guys that we we talked about are their heroes because they're on the bench and they're 
the loudest, the most enthusiastic guys on the bench trying to help the other guys continue to help the other guys as much as they possibly can. And the only way they can do that now is from the bench to try to get those guys, you know, feeling better, to get those guys uh, kind of more revved up to, to go play. And, and, and what I remembered, you know, the absolute uh, most was um, Kenyon was laying in on a table. Uh, the doctors were, were there looking at his knee and all that. And, and I was, you know, uh, standing right there, you know, by his, by his head. And, you know, people are, are, are coming through there, uh, the, uh, the other team coming through there. And I said to one of the whatever red coats or whatever color coat they had on, I forget. But I said, can't you lock that door, man, and give this guy some peace? I mean, you got guys walking through there, the opposing teams walking. They're happy. They just won. Right. I'm like, this is, you know, this is is not a time uh, for him to hear people kind of, you know, laughing and, and, you know, carrying on. And, and, I mean, justifiably so. They just won the game. And, you know, and the, the way they look at it. Uh, but the way I felt like Deshaun's looking at it, you know, laying there on the table. But, you know, he obviously came back. Came back, got to spend some time in the league. Um, marvelous what, 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 what's happened to him. And, and I think, you know, I think he's a guy who today all of the guys look to him still. Just like just like they did when he was playing. They they look to him. And I, you know, in 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 some small way I can kinda feel the same thing because I I played, you know, with 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 a bunch of guys and then now when you coach and you remember back, and I still to this day remember back about guys getting hurt, you know, playing and, and uh, uh, the different things that happen. And it's like, man, that's just like what happened when I was playing here. You know, it's, 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 a, it, it's a lot more uh, physical and harder game, I think, than what a lot of people realize. One of the things... When was it? It was a few weeks ago. There was a game where, was it Baylor? They hit the three at the buzzer, and they went back and waved it off. I think it was Not Baylor. Sure. But it instantly made me think of Buddy Heald in the Big 12 tournament. He was playing Oklahoma. He comes down and bangs that three. Mm-hmm. Did you know instantly? There was a few buzzer beaters this weekend. Oklahoma beat Oklahoma State. At Ohio Oklahoma. State. Yeah, there was a, some buzzer beaters, but maybe Buddy Hield came to mind this weekend, and it, I wanted to ask you about that. Was when when he fires that thing up and you see it go in? Did you know it was late, or did you think, "Oh, damn"? I thought, I thought it was late, but you don't. You, obviously, you don't know. You, you don't know. It was one of those things too, where you're celebrating. It was a, that was first of all, it was a tough game. Was it the semifinal? It was the semifinal game. Winner takes on Kansas, and he bangs that thing. And I remember being super deflated. 
Yeah, I hit the deck. I look up <laughs> Jay Sean Page and Tyreek Phillip are high fiving each other, and I'm like, okay, all right, we might have a chance yeah, here. I think everybody saw that it was late. A big relief there. Is it? Is that a big swing though? As far as like, or or are you a little nervous? Like maybe they won't see it correctly, or you know, is that a big swing in emotion? Like, and then they wave it off, and then you you've won the game. Well, I think the the saving grace is now is they're allowed to go to the monitor and look, and which you know, when when we played, there was no monitor, right? You know. And that happened. That happened to us, uh, my team, uh, in in the uh, conference tournament, my senior year, Georgetown threw one in from well beyond the half court mark, <laughs> and it was late when we went back and looked at the film. Mm. It was late, but there was nothing you could do then because there was no, there was you know, there was no monitor. Yeah, it was just calling the court. Yeah, so we you know we lose it we lose the game and and the game one more game we we win the conference tournament and go on and play in the NCAA tournament and they they won and uh, I mean really nobody said anything because there was no there was no way to to argue with it. Mm-hmm. Do you like the technology? <clears throat> you like that they can go back and I like the technology. I don't. I don't really like how long it takes them to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's, I think, I mean, you know, when you you stand out there and you stand out there and then, you know, guys want to like walk over. So they, you know, and, and, and <laughs> what then, are you guys looking at? And then they get mad at the guys for walking over there. You know, it's just, what, what are they supposed to do? You know, <laughs> sit down in the middle of the floor or, you know, have a sit in on, you know, it, I don't know. It, it, it's just, it takes too long. I mean, and there's got to be, got to be a way where they can make the right decision, which which they do make the right decision. I think ninety nine point nine percent of the time, but it just takes so long. What gets me is the flagrant ones and twos. You can't have a collision in basketball anymore that even looks a little bit intentional or too demonstrative. It's automatically we're going to the monitor. And I mean, back, I I liked it back in the old days. I mean, I guess it was before my time when you could slug it out a little bit and and you really had to earn the technical. There should never be a long conference over incidental elbow contact to the chin. Well, I think that that came in with before, you know, guys were getting hit in the head. I mean, and and not a lot, most times, I would say 99% of the time, it wasn't on purpose. It was just, you know, you've got, you've got those, um, jerseys on and, you know, they're not like the old ones, you know, they're, they're slick. And now you, you forearm a guy or whatever, and, and you, your arm just slides up. It's not, you're not trying to, and you get them underneath the chin or, you know, you hit a guy on the shoulder and it slides off the shoulder and hits a guy in the side of the head. And guys have gotten smarter too. You know, if you lay on the floor and roll around a little bit, you know, and then all of a sudden, you know, don't roll around, just lay there. Now all of a sudden they're now they 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 and 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 justifiably so they don't want to make the wrong decision. Mm-hmm. They don't want to say, "Oh no, he's okay," when he's not okay. You know, and because. 
you know, in today's world, there's there's a lot of guys out there uh, that uh, would take the case. So it, it, you know, it's just it's it's a different it's a different world. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a different world, and all the, the you know the, all the television, uh, all the games on television. It, it's a you know it's a it's a great thing for for the players to be able to be on TV, but at the same time, it it does give so much more exposure to uh, things that happen where it puts three guys in a in a really tough spot to mm-hmm. make sure that they make the right call. Here with Full Court Press, here on Full Court Press with Bob Huggins, the bonus version. Uh, Covered a lot of bases today. I think we'll head it on home. Uh, Have a good one.